Welcome to Bite Size SEO News, where I find the top three news in digital marketing so you don't have to. Where I make news easy to digest and easy to follow. If you want to read the article, links are posted in the show notes below, so you never have to worry about FOMO. My name is Rich Young, your host. Today is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021, episode 18. Coming up. Fresh out of the oven are today's top three news you definitely don't want to miss. Story one. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is stepping down. Story 2. Twitter prepares for broader launch of reply downvotes to better understand user response. Story 3. TikTok tests new option to tag other profiles in your video clips. If you're ready, let's get into it. This one's reported by Chris Holt of Yahoo Finance. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has resigned from the company and CTO Parag Agrawal has replaced him as chief executive effective immediately. CNBC first reported on Dorsey's departure. Quote, I've decided to leave Twitter because I believe the company is ready to move on from its founders. My trust in Parag as Twitter CEO is deep. His work over the past 10 years has been transformational. I'm deeply grateful for his skill, heart, and soul. It's his time to leave. End quote. Dorsey plans to remain on Twitter's board for the next six months or so to help with the transition before fully departing the company. Over the last six years, Dorsey had been in the unusual situation of running two notable tech companies, Twitter and Square. His first stint as Twitter CEO, which he co-founded, ended in 2008 when he was pushed out, but he was still on the board. He returned as CEO in 2015 when Dick Costello departed. Last year, activist investment firm Elliott Management called for Dorsey to leave his position at Twitter. The firm's founder, Paul Singer, suggested Dorsey's dual CEO role meant he wasn't able to focus enough on the social media platform. Twitter reached a deal with Elliott Management, which included a 2 billion stock buyback to keep Dorsey in place, despite a shaky outlook for the company when the COVID-19 pandemic was starting to take hold. Twitter missed Wall Street expectations on revenue and earnings per share last quarter. The main engagement metric, Monetizable daily active users, I'm going to call it MDAW, rose by 13% year over year to 211 million. However, average US MDAW remained at 37 million for the second quarter running. In September, the company agreed to pay 809.5 million to settle a class action suit in which investors accused the company of providing misleading numbers about the engagement. Advertising is still by far the biggest driver of Twitter revenue. $1.14 billion of the $1.28 billion it generated last quarter, but the company has been exploring other ways of making money over the last couple of years. Twitter bought newsletter service Review in January and integrated it into the core Twitter platform. Users can charge readers to read newsletters, and Twitter takes a 5% cut. More recently, the company rolled out Twitter Blue, a $3 per month service geared towards power users that adds features such as an undo button, bookmark folders, and a way to make threads more readable. Along with his appointment as CEO, Agraval has joined Twitter's board. In addition, Salesforce President and Chief Operating Officer Brett Taylor has been named the independent chair of the board, succeeding Patrick Pichetti, who remains a board member. If you'd like to get some more information, make sure to check out Chris's article in the show notes. Next story. This one's brought to you by Andrew Hutchinson of Social Media Today. 
In more Twitter news, Twitter's new reply downvotes option could be made available to more users very soon, with reverse engineering expert Jane Manchin Wong recently spotting his introductory screen in the back-end code of the app. The new intro screen outlines how reply downvotes work, which are not designed to be a dislike option as such, but more a measure of how valuable each tweet reply is and what it adds or doesn't to the overall user experience. Twitter's been testing reply downvotes with related with selected users over the last few months, sparking various questions over how it could be applied and what it might mean for tweet engagement. As Twitter explained back in July, open quote, we're hoping to better understand what people believe are relevant replies and how that matches up to what Twitter suggests as most the relevant replies under a tweet. The critical element here is that up and down votes won't be public. And more than that, Twitter says that they won't impact the ranking of individual replies, at least not in the immediate term. So what's the point then? Well, eventually they could make tweet replies more engaging. Sometimes when you check out the responses in a viral tweet, you might see a bunch of scam tweets or people complaining about their accounts being hacked or penalized or calls for help for random causes. Maybe that makes the reply threads less engaging. And if Twitter could better highlight the most responsive tweets in each, that could encourage even more conversation around each topic and get more users tweeting more often by focusing on the best discussion prompts and downranking the rest. At the same time, it could also be confusing. Again, Twitter's reply downvotes are not a vote of endorsement or disapproval of each individual statement and comment, but that nuance may be difficult to communicate if Twitter does not indeed roll the option out on a broader scale. But maybe that's actually the point. Maybe as a broad research tool, Twitter will be able to glean more insight into the various elements that people respond to negatively in the app and indicate through downvotes that they want to see less of in their feeds. That could then guide the platform's future direction on algorithmic and other initiatives. And Twitter's given itself a level of flexibility in how such response data is used by not tying any definitive action to usage of its downvote option. It could end up being a valuable research tool in this respect, without being linked to any direct result. Maybe then Twitter will learn more about user preferences for future development. It could well end up being a valuable tool, even if people misuse it, deliberately or not. Seems like we'll soon find out either way. If you'd like to get some more information, check out Andrew's article in the show notes. Our last story for today is also brought to you by Andrew Hutchinson of Social Media Today. TikTok's trying out a new way to boost engagement with a new video tagging feature that would enable you to tag other profiles in your clips. Posted by social media expert Matt Navarra, the new option is in addition to the existing mention option within the post captions, meaning you would be able to keep your caption text-free of mentions and still prompt other profiles to alert them to your clip. In this respect, it wouldn't be a big change functionally, but it would provide another, more integrated means to link to other creators and or profiles which could help to promote both your own and other people's presence, while for brands, it could also provide another way to boost community engagement by alerting top supporters or creative partners to your latest uploads and clips. That's where this could be particularly beneficial. What if, for example, you had a list of TikTok profiles that had previously asked questions about one of your products featured in another video, or had asked a question about a coming upgrade or feature in a Q&A session? With this, you would be able to tag them specifically, alerting them to these answers or updates which could help to add a more personal touch to your videos. But then again, you can theoretically do this already by at mentioning them in the caption. But this could be a better way to both tag relevant feature while still keeping your caption more generic and clutter-free in addition to highlighting content partners. Either way, it could be another element to experiment with. 
TikTok's testing the new option now with no plans for a full rollout at this stage. If you'd like to get some more information, make sure to check out Andrew's article in the show notes. That's it for today's show. We've made it to the end. You're good to go and ready for the day. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate the show so it helps spread the news and I can continue doing what I do best, which is providing you the latest SEO news you just cannot miss. Serve tapas style, making it easy on the stomach and on the go. Once again, I'm your host, Rich Ong, and I'll see you on the flip side.